have our churches first, if you need. And are you new to St. Peter's today? Oh, wonderful. Your names are? I'm Father Craig. Mike? Kids. Hide behind bushes. Oh, dear. Good morning and welcome on this beautiful second Sunday of Advent. Though it may not look like it from here, there are truly two candles lit, though I'm not sure we're having a Hanukkah miracle because one appears to be running out of oil. But uh, it is the second Sunday of Advent and I invite everyone at this time to please stand and join in singing hymn 67 found in our blue hymnal. Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily 
magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Our anthem is found in S102 at the front of the hymnal. from the book of Baruch. Take off the garment of your sorrow and affliction, O Jerusalem, and put on forever the beauty of the glory from God. Put on the robe of righteousness that comes from God. Put on your head the diadem of glory of the everlasting. For God will show you splendor evermore everywhere under heaven. For God will give you evermore the name righteous peace, godly glory. Arise, O Jerusalem, stand upon the height, look toward the east, and see your children gathered from west and east, at the word of the Holy One, rejoicing that God has remembered them. For they went out from you on foot, led away by their enemies, but God will bring them back to you, carried in glory as on a royal throne. For God... <clears throat> For God has ordered that every high mountain and the everlasting hills be made low and the valleys filled up to make level ground so that Israel may walk safely in the glory of God. The words and every fragrant tree have shaded Israel at God's command. For God will lead Israel with joy in the light of his glory with mercy and righteousness that come from him. The word of the Lord.
reading from the letter of Paul to the Philippians. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you, because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think this way about all of you, because you hold me in your heart, for all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how, long, how I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is best, so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having, so, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. and Licinius, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. 
As I mentioned at the beginning of our service, today is the second Sunday of Advent. In many traditions, today's theme or word is peace. This is the Sunday of peace. For us as Episcopalians, we tend not to name the Sundays, but like so many others, we hear the same readings every year on this Sunday. And the primary reading that we hear in some way incorporates John the Baptist and the prophecy from Isaiah to prepare the way of the Lord. But this morning I want to look at John the Baptist for a little bit. Because so many of us have no idea of who John really is beyond this obscure character that comes out of the wilderness wearing an itchy camel hair suit of clothing who eats locusts and wild honey and basically is kind of grumpy at times. But there is a backstory. And this morning we get just a glimmering of that backstory in our canticle, The Song of Zuc of Zechariah, which is sung by John the Baptist's father. So who is John the Baptist? Where did he come from? In the first chapter of Luke, we are told he is the son of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Now Elizabeth, you may remember, is the cousin of Mary the Virgin, the mother of Jesus. Elizabeth and Zechariah are both children of the priestly class of Israel. And Zechariah, as a man, whose job is to function as one of the priests of Israel at the temple. And it is in the year that he is called to go into the Holy of Holies, the most sacred part of the temple, to make a sacrifice on behalf of God to Israel, that he hears the message of the angel, that he and Elizabeth, who have been barren throughout their lives and now in their old age, are about to have their firstborn child. Zachariah's name in English means one who remembers. The day in which he enters the Holy of Holies, which according to Rabbi Adler only happened on one day of the year, on the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, hears the message of the angel that his wife will give birth to the prophet of the Most High. The man whose name it is that God remembers. A God who remembers both our sins and his promise to Israel for redemption. Goes in on the day of atonement to make sacrifice to hear that the son that will be conceived in his wife's womb will be the one who will call the world to attention and to ask them to turn from the chaos of their lives to focus on the light of the one who will save us, Jesus of Nazareth. And John comes into the story, out of the wilderness, a place of barrenness, a place of chaos, to help the world see where light is coming, where the kingdom is near, and invites the people to change their hearts to experience metanoia, a turning of the heart from the way of the world to the way of God 
to the waters of forgiveness. And in so doing, he asks us to be part of preparing the way for the Lord himself. So the question that naturally comes up on this day is, what does it mean to prepare the way of the Lord? Now, this past week, I had the honor and joy of a private communion in the home of one of our more senior members. There were four of us gathered, as we have been doing now for the past few months on a regular basis. And whenever we read the gospel, I always ask questions or begin to share my thoughts for the week ahead. And this week, I asked them, what or where do we start in terms of preparing the way of the Lord? And as I am so often honored when I am with our older members who have a lifetime of experience both on this earth and with God, their answer was consistent. It begins in our hearts. It begins with us opening our hearts to God. It begins with us accepting that we cannot be redeemed or enter into righteousness without God's help. It begins with acknowledging that without God, we cannot find salvation. And so when we let go of the hubris of our hearts of thinking that we can do it on our own and allow God into that equation, we begin the process of preparing the way for Christ. But here is the next question. How is it that we are called to also be part of the process of preparing the way for God? To make straight a road, to lift every valley up and mountain down, so the path to the kingdom is easy and straight. And when I thought about that question, it dawned on me in today's world that so many times we hear the expression, I am spiritual, but not religious. Which implies to me that the whole of our spiritual experience is about what happens within me. And yet, as my spiritual advisors in the past would say to, me, say to me, Craig, it is not just about what happens within you, but how what is happening with you is calling you outwardly to provide and to prepare the way. But yet, I also realize that we kind of have two extremes in the world. We have the world of our personal piety and relationship with God, which is necessary. And then we have the concept of spirituality through the community and the social gospel that pushes the community out to do good works. Both are essential parts of our faith. Both must work in tandem and in balance with each other. But while one can lead us off into a sense of individual spirituality without community, the other can lead us into believing that we on this earth without God's help can prepare the way for the kingdom. We cannot prepare the way on our own. We can only prepare the way with God's help when we are willing to work in collegium or in partnership with God towards the creating of the kingdom. But even that has a hubris within its own statement. 
In a much more nuanced way of putting it, I heard uh, this week in one of my podcasts from a pastor and theologian out in the Midwest who said, waiting for the kingdom is akin to him making dinner for his children. That's a far stretch, I thought. But he said, inevitably, when I go into the kitchen and I start cooking for the kids, it doesn't take long before I hear that familiar cry. Now, those of us who are parents, can you imagine what that familiar cry is? How long until dinner is ready? And he said, my answer to them is always, it's going to be ready soon. And then, of course, there's the next response. Well, how soon is that? And here's where I thought his statement was spot on. It will be soon. But it will come even sooner and dinner will be ready if you choose to help me in making dinner. The way of the Lord is coming soon. The kingdom is before us. But as that pastor said to his children, the kingdom will come sooner if we choose not just to open our hearts to the transforming power of God, but also choose to help make the kingdom come sooner. The second coming is soon. We can make ourselves ready if we open our hearts to God and work with God to prepare the way. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the light of the world to come. Amen. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. Prepare your hearts for his arrival, praying, fill the valleys, make low the hills. Come, come great, great Redeemer, Redeemer come. come. Merciful God, increase our love to overflowing. Make your church pure and blameless, that we may greet with joy the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Fill the valleys, Make low the hills. Come, come great, great Redeemer, Redeemer come. come. Merciful God, we long for the light of hope to break into our world, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide us in the way of peace. 
Fill the valleys, make low the hills. Come, come great, great Redeemer, Redeemer come. come. Merciful God, Give us grace to heed the warnings of those calling to be better stewards of your creation. We thank you for all you have made, especially those things that sustain and better our lives. Fill the valleys, make low the hills. Come, come great, great Redeemer, Redeemer come. come. Merciful God, you lead us with joy. You delight in our joy. You clothe us in beauty. We give, we give you thanks for your tender care. We invite you all to add your own thanksgivings. We give thanks for the fellowship that took place here yesterday during the bazaar, for those who are welcomed in. Fill the valleys, make low the hills. Come, come great, great Redeemer, Redeemer come. come. Merciful God, you remember your children. You do not leave us in sorrow or affliction. Crown your children with glory. Clothe them with righteousness. We invite you to add your petitions. <coughs> in our parish cycle of prayer, we pray especially for Lynn Phipps, David, Eileen, and Liam Pochedley, and Stephen, Stacy, Katya, and Lindsay Pride. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for Emmanuel Cumberland and Emmanuel Newport. Fill the valleys, make low the hills. Come, come great, great Redeemer, Redeemer come. come. Merciful God, you have raised up for us, salvation through your Son. Keep us with all your saints in the eternal life of Christ. Fill the valleys, make low the hills. Come, come great, great Redeemer, Redeemer come. come. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. This is the first Sunday of the month, so I invite anyone who might have a birthday or wedding anniversary during December to please come forward. Let's see if anybody does. Yes. Yes, now. <laughs> I'm assuming a birthday? Uh-huh. Your 25th, right? 29th, okay. in here somewhere. All for December. Anyone's got December. So you're it at this service. We had five at the other one, so you know, you're not alone. All right. Watch over your child, O Lord, as her days increase. Bless and guide her wherever she may be. Strengthen her when she stands. Comfort her when discouraged or sorrowful. Raise her up if she fall. In her heart may thy peace, which passes understanding, abide in all the days of his life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Happy birthday. And the peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us.
And again, I invite everyone to please be seated. And we have a few announcements. First and foremost, uh, a big thank you to, I think Elizabeth is out in the parish hall currently, uh, and to Justine and Debbie Shoemaker and all who helped yesterday with the bazaar in the planning. I know there's many people that helped out. Um, those are the primary three they saw here almost every day. So um, a thank you to all of you. It was a great success. Um, we haven't done a count yet, but the financial success is secondary to the greater success. And that was so many people from the community came through our doors and experienced the warmth that we here at St. Peter's offer to all people. Many asked about the building and about the community, which was great, so great exposure. Now here's some good news. 90% of what we had on the tables went out the door yesterday. That means there's 10% still available in the church. Uh, we're down to about four or five baked items. Uh, even the healthy muffins have gone for the most part at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yay for Michelle. <laughs> but um, there's a handful of baked items, knitted items, a couple of craft items left, still beautiful baskets. We have about 15 baskets left. Um, so please, after church, if you have a moment, take time to peruse what's out there, because it's there for your perusal, and um, help us all out by picking up a few more things so we don't have to cart it into the basement or someplace else. Also, looking into our calendar coming up this week, on Wednesday we have our noontime Bible study by Zoom. We are entering into, I think, now the fifth chapter of the book of the Acts of the Apostles. Um, and we will journey through every Wednesday at noon. If you wish to join us, give the office a call or call me, and we will add you to the distribution list for each week, the Zoom uh, invitation. Our Thursday evening study is on uh, vacation until after the holidays, and we'll resume the first week of January with the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Next week is the 50th anniversary celebration for Father Mead, who is celebrating his 50th anniversary of ordained, being ordained to the priesthood. He will preside and preach at the 8 a.m. service. He will preach at this service, in between services. We will have a breakfast, light breakfast, in the parish hall. So people are invited to that. There will be just one slight bit of um, COVID protocols that we will be asking everyone who attends to please wear their masks when they are not seated at their table so as to uh, prevent any spread of COVID during the, um, or to limit the spread of COVID during the breakfast. Um, I know it sounds odd, but it works from what I gather, so trust me on that. Um, and then moving beyond that on Monday is the great concert. Maestro, do you wish to tell us about sure. that? Monday evening, um, December 13th, the college, uh, Community College of Rhode Island Choir uh, will be hosted here. They'll be joined by our choir, performing the Baldwin's Gloria. It should be a wonderful concert. We have a small um, cable orchestra accompanying the finally use the harp support that's in the back of the church. And uh, there'll be some lighter music for the first half and then the revolving for the second half. So please come, 7 o'clock, Monday the 13th. And please bring your mask because there will be singing. We will need to be masked for that event. Um, that brings up the question people have asked me, what are we changing because of Omicron and the news? And at this point, we are going to stay the course here at St. Peter's. Uh, which means that the 8 o'clock service, because we're not singing and we're small enough, people are masking is optional and people can spread out as long as they spread out and are vaccinated. At this service, we will continue to wear masks because that permits us the ability to have singing during the service. So we will continue on that and we will continue moving forward unless somebody tells us otherwise. So that means Christmas is coming and it will be here on the 24th and 25th of December, we will have a four o'clock service. It is our toddler service for our younger members. It will be a very simple service with a homily at a two-year-old level. But if you are an adult and want to be part of it, you're more than welcome to come. But if you're looking for solemnity and beautiful music, that is not the service to come to. <laughs> if you want chaos and bedlam, that is the service to come to. 
If you want peace, beautiful choral music, six o'clock is your service, right two with choir, with timpani and brass and organ and all the stops pulled out. That's at 6 p.m. And then again at 10 p.m. we will have a right one service with a modified choir, timpani and still brass and still the organ. And then at 10 o'clock on Christmas Day for a smaller, quieter service, we will be at 10 o'clock. We will sing with piano just the first verses of some Christmas carols, because mostly that service they don't like to sing anyway. <laughs> but, and then uh, have a simple mass at that time. So that's the schedule. We will still have services, believe it or not, on the 26th, which is Sunday, at 8 and 10.15. And again, the following week, which is the 2nd of um, January at 8 and 10.15. Just because Christmas is on a Saturday doesn't mean we get the Sunday off. <laughs> so I don't want to be lonely, so please join me. <laughs> I appreciate have ever, having everyone here. Those are, I think, all of our announcements at this time. Did I leave anything out? Ah. Mr. Menke would get mad at me. Good news, we've had 60 people make known their pledge for 2022s thus far. That means we have over 40 who have not. If you have not had the opportunity to make known your pledge for the 2022 budget, we invite you to please do so as soon as possible. Statements went out this week. If you have not made your um, pledge known to us, we did add another pledge sheet to your envelope. There are also pledge sheets in the back of the church on the table next to the candles. So we do ask if you are planning to make a 2022 pledge and have not done so so far, to do so as soon as possible, like this week, so that we can have a pretty clear budget to present to the vestry come the 21st of December. And that will help our treasurer, Kent Shoemaker, your check Shoemaker, feel so much better and um, alleviate some of the work that poor Bob Mankey has taken on as stewardship chairman. So it would be greatly appreciated if you could help us out. On that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
and a good and joyful thing. Always and everywhere to give thanks to you. Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because you have sent your beloved Son to redeem us from sin and death, and to make us heirs in him of everlasting life, that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to who judge the world, we may without shame or fear rejoice to behold his appearing. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you've made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ, and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son and his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country, where, with the blessed Virgin Mary, John the Baptist, and Peter our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. To all a reminder that all are invited to receive the Eucharist at the station in the front of the church. We'll be offering the bread to the left, and we ask that you come up, receive the bread, and then receive the wine, if you wish, by intinction, which is dipping, and then go down I'm sorry, we're going to go the opposite direction. We're going to go right to left and then down the side aisle and back to your pew. And again, all people are welcome to receive, the commun receive communion here at the Episcopal Church. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. Body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The 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 body of Christ, the bread of heaven.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, by whose providence our Savior Christ came among us in great humility, sanctify you with the light of his blessing and set you free from all sin. May he whose second coming in power and great glory we await make you steadfast in faith, joyful in hope, and constant in love. May you who rejoice in the first advent of our Redeemer at his second advent be rewarded with unending life. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn 76, found in the blue hymnals.